come to kindergarten kiosk. The Developmentally Appropriate Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to Kindergarten Kiosk. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Kathy. Today we have an interview with Chris Connard. He's going to talk about Playworks, which is a leading nonprofit that brings safe and healthy play to children around the nation. I think that any time that we can teach children how to play and how to take part in group games is great for kids. So let's get on with this great interview. My name is Chris Conard, and I'm the executive director of Playworks in Utah. And Playworks is a national nonprofit that believes in the power of play to bring out the best in every single kid. Um, And our vision is that one day, every kid in America will get to experience safe and healthy play at school every single day. That's really awesome. Can you talk a little bit about how the program works in the schools? Yeah, so we are, we have a number of different programs and services. And essentially what we work to do is to either train um, staff at schools or to send our own staff uh, to schools um, as consistent caring adults um, that are active out at recess um, and teaching important social and emotional skills through safe and healthy play. Um, We came uh, into existence in the Bay Area in 1996 and when our founder, Jill Violet, um, was working with an after-school arts program at the time and when she went to meet with one of the principals, uh, two boys came out of her office that were looked really upset. And when she got into the principal's office, the principal said, you know, we love your arts program and after school and uh, it's totally great. And the thing that derails our school day is the chaos that happens at recess. And these boys are in here almost every day and they're starting to identify themselves as bad kids. And they're not bad kids, but they're just making poor choices out at recess. Um, so what can you do about that? And Jill came up with this idea that if, if the adults that are present out at recess uh, become proactive in establishing a safe, healthy, and inclusive environment at recess, um, then they don't have to be reactive to chaos that, that happens. Um, so we try to inspire and empower schools to implement that safe and healthy play at their schools in a very proactive way. That's really exciting. And it looks like you have really great results, too. I was looking at some of your uh, um, statistics from the research that's been done on your program. Can you share some of that? Yeah. So uh, a couple of years ago, um, the Stanford University and Mathematica Policy Research actually did a randomized control trial of our programs. Um, So they looked at 29 elementary schools, uh, 14 of which did not have Playworks and served as a test group in 15 that did have the intervention. Um, And over the course of two years, they found uh, four things to be statistically significant. Um, One was that when Playworks is implemented, we can actually reduce bullying uh, by upwards of 43%. Um, They also found that kids are more vigorously physically active uh, at recess, um, that we actually give back instructional time that was previously lost to discipline and negative behaviors coming back into the classroom after recess. Um, And we actually increase kids' sense of safety uh, at school, both social uh, or emotional and physical safety at schools. 
Um, so we were really, really excited about um, that many findings. You know, we, we knew that going into that trial that um, we definitely get kids more physically active. Um, mm-hmm. That was kind of a no brainer. Um, but to really understand that we have an impact on social and emotional skills um, has been really profound in, in framing the work that we do in schools. Yeah. Well, I know that any early childhood educators listening are not going to be surprised by the fact that increasing yeah. academics when you increase play. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and you know, it's interesting. There was a, a research done, um, published uh, last year, um, that was not specifically about Playworks, um, but it was about uh, social and emotional competencies as early as kindergarten. And so mm-hmm. um, they did a longitudinal study where they tracked um, kids in kindergarten and where they rate on a five-point scale in social competencies, um, such as self-awareness, sharing, cooperation, and so forth. And they found that kids that were one point higher on the scale were twice as likely to graduate from college and 46% more likely to have a full-time job by 25. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we also know to be true in, in working with kids is that play and positive play is really where the, it's the crux of where social and emotional skills begin to develop in really young uh, kids and even in kindergarten as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you share what a recess looks like at a school that has Playworks? I mean, if you walked in, what would it look like? Yeah. So a, a Playworks recess uh, would look like there's a lot of things happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what we have found, um, we assess schools before we start working with them. And what we typically find is that recess consists of, you know, a, maybe a male dominated soccer game or basketball game um, with a lot of kids off to the side mm-hmm. um, or standing around. And um, when Playworks uh, works with a school, we set up a number of different opportunities for kids to get engaged with. So that we, we never force kids to play. Um, but a Playworks recess might have seven to eight different opportunities or games for kids to jump in. So it might have Foursquare, Wall Ball, Magic Tag, Basketball, Soccer, um, Hula Hoops, Jump Ropes, all these different things where we've taught kids the common rules uh, to each of the games so all the kids know how to play the games. Um, We've created an environment in which it's all inclusive. Every kid is welcome to play any game that they want to play. Um, Kids, uh, we teach conflict resolution skills. So kids have simple techniques to uh, dissolve conflicts that arise in games so they can get back to playing and get on. Um, And you will see an adult that's popping around from game to game and playing with the kids. Um, We encourage adults to no longer stand on the side Um, but rather be really active participants uh, in those games and model really great uh, sporting behavior, um, positive language, uh, and so forth. You'll also see a lot of high fives. Uh, (laughs) We're encouraging kids uh, to, um, you know, when they, when they get out in a game to say high five, nice try, and they give high fives. Um, So there's a lot of positive language, student empowerment, uh, lots of opportunities to get involved and um, and adults that are uh, playing right alongside the kids. That's really exciting. And you can see why this increases academics because you're teaching kids how to 
solve conflicts and think critically all through just playing out at recess. Yeah, absolutely. And, and even with our recess, we do work a lot with schools to um, be really intentional and mindful about then how kids are transitioning from recess back into the classroom. Mm -hmm. um, so, um, you know, we'll play silly lineup games, uh, kind of cool the kids down. So when they get back into the classroom, they have that separation of between really active play and fun and exciting. And now we're back to business. Um, mm -hmm. And so that uh, they can really do an important shift um, uh, between inside and outside uh, classrooms. And that's where teachers find that they recover uh, teaching time. So last year here in Utah, um, teachers reported that they gained upwards of 21 hours of instructional time um, when negative behaviors were not brought back into the classroom after recess. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about the three different uh, kinds of playwork schools that you have? Yeah, so our flagship program is our AmeriCorps program, um, and that's where we place a full-time AmeriCorps uh, coach at a school. Um, and they are doing everything from uh, this piece at recess, of being really active at recess. Um, they're also running a youth leadership program that we call Junior Coaches, and they work with the, a group of the oldest kids in the school and train them uh, in leadership skills so that those uh, youth leaders can then come out to younger kids' recess and help them facilitate games and solve conflicts and, and be those peer leaders in the school community. Um, they're also teaching what we call class game times, and this is about a 30-minute class time in which the Playworks coach meets individually with each class um, and delivers a games-based curriculum that draws upon social and emotional skills. Mm -hmm. These classes not only give kids the tools and games to then bring back out to recess, um, but it's also doing a deeper dive into responsible decision-making and social awareness and um, and all those important, important aspects. Uh, they're also working in the before and after school hours at a school. And then throughout the year, we run two interscholastic sports leagues. So we do a girls basketball league in the winter um, and a co-ed volleyball league in the spring. And so our coach program is our most intensive uh, because it does have a Playworks person on site at one school uh, every day of the school year. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I'll kind of switch to our, our uh, opposite end, um, mm -hmm. and that is we have professional development services. Um, so we can send a certified trainer out to train a staff at a school uh, to implement our strategies and methodologies um, to get similar results kind of on their own. Um, and then in the last couple of years, we've created a hybrid model um, in which one Playwork staff member works directly with four schools at a time. And so they spend one entire week out of each month at each school, um, essentially doing what our coach program uh, does. So they're running the class game times, they're out at recess, they have a junior coach program. And at the same time, they're training the school staff to keep the program afloat in the off weeks uh, while they're not there. Um, and we see that as a great program to give schools um, some program sustainability so that they don't have to depend on Playworks long-term mm -hmm. um, and that they can ramp themselves up to a really high-functioning recess that is producing a really positive school climate 
and then sustain it long term. That becomes the new norm at their mm -hmm. elementary school. Um, so those three services, um, schools will transition kind of to and from each service um, until they're ready to fly on their own. And that's ultimately what we want. That's, ultimate, that's the end goal. Yeah, the end goal is to have um, schools, you know, powered by Playworks um, mm -hmm. without actually having Playworks. Um, <laughs> this, this idea that they can get to the, a point where safe and healthy play is not only uh, of utmost importance in the school strategy of, of achieving excellence at their school, um, but also has become the new norm for mm -hmm. recess. Um, so our goal is that um, ultimately every school in America will be experiencing safe and healthy play every day for kids. So how does a school become a Playwork school? Well, you can, uh, there's a couple of ways you can re reach out to us. Um, so nationwide, we operate in 23 regions across the nation. Um, so folks that are not in Utah um, can find their nearest office uh, out there. You can go to playworks.org is our website and mm -hmm. contact us. Um, and that's probably the easiest way to, uh, to get a program. Um, but also we have a ton of resources on our website. So at playworks.org, we do have a game guide. Uh, you can go on and actually search by age group and group size. Um, so you can search kindergarten. I've got 30 of them. I've got 30 minutes and it will give you a list of great games that are uh, for that age group and that size. Um, so there's, there's online resources uh, through playworks.org as well. If you want to just get going on your own um, mm -hmm. to, to do this. Do you have any, uh, like a little bit of professional development you could share with people who are listening of things you've learned about play through working for playworks? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, something that I would share, there's a couple, couple quick tips. I guess I would share uh, with kindergartens, kindergartners, I'm going to focus on that group. Um, most of our listeners probably know they're already really active and play is already very natural to them. Um, I think one sort of tip is using a game uh, to uh, either group or transition kids uh, the way you want. So uh, if you're looking to line kids up, um, you know, playing a game, of uh, follow the leader or a sequence touch. So you need to go touch something red, uh, something round, something wooden, and then line up. Um, <laughs> so, you're, so you're teaching different, um, kind of addressing different uh, concepts mm -hmm. uh, in something that you need to do anyway. Mm -hmm. um, so leveraging a game, uh, really simple transitional games um, could be a great technique. Um, Using games that have call and response uh, is, is a great technique as well. So if you go to playworks.org, you can look up uh, the game Shipwreck. Um, and that's one where it's got a very clear call and response. You, you act like pirates, you're on a ship. And um, when I say roll call, you say, aye, aye, captain. <laughs> um, and while it seems silly, that's a great way to get an entire room of kids' attention. <laughs> um, every time you say roll call, they go, ah, oh, Captain. And you even have kindergartners, uh, you know, silence at that point. <laughs> um, so figuring out how to use fun uh, movement or games uh, to either get across concepts or do what you're going to do anyways. Um, another tip I think is, um, and something that we use, and I've actually um, found it so successful, is a simple game of rock, paper, scissors. 
Um, and we use this as a conflict resolution tool. So um, if two students are arguing over uh, a pencil or something like that, um, teaching them to do a quick, you know, rock, paper, scissors game um, to determine that or, or diffuse that actually diffuses the situation. It's totally a game of luck. There's no, no one who's better than somebody else at rock, paper, scissors. Um, and can really solve the majority of problems before they escalate. Um, so at a lot of our Playwork schools, um, teachers have found inside the classroom to implement rock, paper, scissors as a simple, fun, easy conflict resolution tool um, goes way farther than you think it would go. <laughs> yeah. I've actually tried rock, paper, scissors before in my classroom, and it was a, it was a fun way to solve their problems. Of course, yeah. they didn't know how to make the signs very well. Yeah, so you really got to scaffold that as a kindergarten yeah. teacher. Um, and a lot of practice uh, mm -hmm. with that. Um, and there's games that you can play that are, that are rock, paper, scissor games um, mm -hmm. that you can definitely find on our website um, that will teach... Um, you know, kind of over and over the repetitiveness of, of learning that. Um, mm -hmm. But kids have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Do you have any um, success stories you want to share of examples of kids who've been impacted by the program or schools that you've worked with that have you've really seen? Yeah. Um, I, in fact, last, I was just out a couple months ago at one of our partner schools here in Utah um, in the Granite School District. Um, and I was talking with uh, one of our junior coaches. So those kids in the youth leadership program, uh, he was a fifth grader. And he was telling me that last year um, he had just moved to the United States. Um, so he was from El Salvador. And he really didn't feel comfortable in the school environment because he didn't know English very well. And um, he found that he was getting in trouble quite a bit and it was purely because he wasn't understanding the instructions that, that the teacher was giving him. Um, and when he came out to recess one day, his Playworks coach noticed him um, and invited him to play kickball. And it was the first time in his school community that like somebody invited him to do something or to be a part of something. Um, and so on a daily, he was running out to recess, so excited to play kickball. And our, our Playworks coach there um, then encouraged him to sign up to be a junior coach. Um, and uh, so he applied, uh, he became a junior coach. And as he started to, uh, you know, work at younger kids recesses um, and be involved in a leadership role, uh, he found that he was learning English faster um, because he was part of a community and uh, interacting with uh, peers and other kids in a very social setting. And he said that, you know, he was starting to look forward or he was looking forward to coming to school um, for the first time. And, and I think that um, kind of looking back on it, I was having a conversation with my staff a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about like um, this idea that when kids, uh, kids are not, not that different than adults and adults, through their jobs or through their communities, often seek uh, meaning, mastery, and community. And, um, and that we often feel the most successful when we have the trifecta of all three. Um, and kids really aren't that different at schools. When kids go to school, 
They're looking for a strong community. They are looking to master the concepts um, and they're looking for meaningful relationships in their school community. And um, thinking back on this, this kid from El Salvador, it began to dawn on me that, that he was hitting in on all three of them for the first time since being in the United States. Um, and he kind of transitioned from being a kid that might've uh, started to consider himself a bad kid because he was getting in trouble a lot um, to this kid who was an excellent leader in his mm. school community. Um, and so I, I actually keep a little photo of him on my desk. <laughs> yeah, you know, to inspire me um, in this work. Uh -huh. That thank you for sharing that. I I mean you do see it's it's amazing when you see changes like that in kids. Yeah. yeah. Um, can you share what what's the website for the Utah program? So it's utah.playworks.org. Okay. Um, and if you land on playworks.org, you can search find my community, um, and you can look at Utah's and. Um, yeah, and, and you can get involved. Uh, there's People can come out and volunteer or come see a school in action. Um, like I said, there's online resources as well um, on the site. And, um, and we're in a really exciting time right now. Um, nationally, we've set an aim that by the year 2020, 3.5 million kids in the U.S. will be experiencing safe and healthy play in 7,000 schools. Um, here in Utah, uh, as part of that, that bigger aim, we've set the aim that by 2020, half the kids in Utah will be experiencing safe and healthy play. So that's 175,000 kids in 250 schools. Um, and we uh, will need partners and advocates out there uh, to help do that. And so we're looking for folks to collaborate with, um, folks to, to get involved in parents and teachers and principals who also want to implement safe and healthy play on their own. Um, at their schools. Um, so I invite folks to, to visit our site um, and to reach out and, and be a part of it. We want to thank everybody for listening. You can write to us at kindergartenkiosk at gmail.com and visit our website at kindergartenkiosk.com. And we want to thank bensound.com for our music. Great. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you have any suggestions of something we you would like to hear us podcast about, please email us at kindergartenkiosk at gmail.com. And we will Just talk about we it. like to talk. Because <laughs> we like to. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Kindergarten Kiosk is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network a network of podcasts for educators by educators. For more information, visit edupodcastnetwork.com. That's E-D-U podcastnetwork.com. Now can I listen to it?